Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. It's the early line with Joe Raineri and Dane Martinez. Line up! Here we go, hour number two on this Monday, February the 24th. Welcome in, and uh, a lot of celebrating going on, Dane. It is the uh, anniversary, and it's hard to believe, but uh, the Miracle on Ice, uh, 1980, the U.S. uh, Do you believe in uh, miracles? That is just, uh, and it was funny. I I read an article about they were trying to figure out, they were putting it together. Vegas didn't allow back in the day uh, betting on the Olympics. So okay. they've been there are some, some guys that have been researching, trying to figure out exactly what, what some of the been? local bookmakers had and what, you know, some of the uh, some of the guys, what it, what would how big an underdog were they? And I mean, the Soviet Union was basically minus 200 to win gold uh, in that uh, particular year in that tournament. So they were minus 2000. You had the United States was. 12 to 1 would have been the opening line. They figured 12 to 1. It closed with the U.S. 10 to 1 in order to be able to take down the uh, the Soviet Union. So they were a minus 1600 favorite. And of course, the United States was uh, was plus. They were 10 to 1 in that match. But uh, it seems like it was a monumental upset at the time just because of it was this. So we at that time. It was all, it, it, it wasn't the pros. You didn't have, you know, Sidney Crosby's of the world. Right. Like, it, you just didn't. It was a bunch of ragtag guys that, here we go. We're going to get our asses handed to us again. Here we go. Plus, we're taking on all the pros from the Soviet Union. Yeah. Like, unbu- and how didn't long they, like, two weeks earlier, beat the yes. Americans, like, 7 nothing or something like yeah. that? Yep. Yeah. There was no, they had no business being, and it was funny, even Herb Brooks there, the, the coach, even said afterwards, he's like, listen, we play this game Nine more times, we're probably losing all nine. <laughs> we're probably losing all nine. But again, it just get it done. Get, okay. You got to get her done. He says, we lose this game nine out of ten times, but not not tonight, not for this game. Uh, unbelievable. And now we're looking at 40 years, which is kind of crazy. They were out in Vegas there for the uh, NASCAR race, which Joey Logano right. wins again. Congratulations there for the second year in a row. Uh, they had them out there. It was pretty cool stuff. We'll get Dan Strapping in here. We'll do some headlines. We'll come back and uh, talk 40 years. 40 years that's been. Holy crap. Good. I feel old. Do that next on the grid. God. In the NBA, forward Mark Keith Morris did clear waivers on Sunday. He signed with the L.A. Lakers, who had waived Marcus Cousins to open a spot on the roster. The team did announce this on Sunday. The Lakers signed Morris via the $1.75 million disabled player exception they received for Cousins earlier this year. Top performers from the NBA on Sunday, Bradley Beal in a losing effort. 53 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. He shot 5 of 11 from 3-point range in 39 minutes as the Bulls beat the Washington Wizards 126-117. to CJ McCollum, 41 points, 9 rebounds, 12 assists in a winning effort over those Pistons. Formerly Marquise Morris' team, 107-104. And Jason Tatum could not put the Celtics over the top against the Lakers. 41 points, 
two assists, five rebounds as LeBron James hit a game winner, 114 to 112, the final there. Moving on in some spring training news, Chris Davis of the A's is dealing with a minor calf issue. He'll be eased into action this spring. Manager Bob Melvin did describe it as very minor and said the team was planning to take it easy on the designated hitter. Anyway, Eugenio Suarez of the Reds will begin throwing and taking batting practice this week. Suarez had shoulder surgery in January after injuring himself in a swimming pool. Jesse Winker left Sunday's Cactus League game against the White Sox after being hit in the left hand. He said after the contest that he was fine. At the WGC Mexico Championship, Patrick Reed was two shots behind with four holes to play before he ran off three straight birdies to overtake a faltering Bryson DeChambeau, closing with a four under 67 for his second World Golf Championship title. And circling back to baseball, as discussed last hour, a bit of a curveball in a story published on TheAthletic.com. Interesting news about new Diamondback star Madison Bumgarner. According to the report, the World Series lefty has been competing in rodeo events under a pseudonym. So if you're drafting a fantasy baseball team, be sure to look out for Bumgarner or Mason Saunders. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, it uh, just does not surprise me with Madison uh, Bumgarner. Some dudes are just a few fries short of a Happy Meal, and he is definitely uh, one of those guys. But... Yeah, I tell you, baseball, Dan, it's it's back, man. You kind of yeah. have the excitement down here in, in South Florida. It's uh, the fields of the Nationals and the Astros are housed in one building about five minutes up the road. You got the Marlins and the Cardinals in one building. You know, you go up a little further. You got the Mets. It's and on the West Coast. Of course, you got the Yankees. You got the Red Sox. You got the Pirates. It's. Uh, there's something about uh, spring training this time of year, starting to see a lot of fans uh, come rolling into town this time of year. To back that, I mean, let's face it, if you're a Cardinals fan, every year on you, you book a trip to South right. Florida so you can go see spring training because it's 12 degrees where they are. So it's uh, it's a fun time. And I got to tell you, I'm getting that uh, I'm getting that baseball bug. We're going to go ahead and talk uh, some of the uh, National League West win totals. We'll do that coming up. But it just feels that I'm starting. And maybe it's because baseball's been a topic of conversation now, really, since the beginning of the year, which is kind of unusual. Um, It just all of a sudden seeing highlights again, it's. I, I'm excited, man. I love handicapping Major League Baseball. It's not something for the faint of heart. It's not something you can do one week. I mean, you've got to dedicate yourself yeah. to 162 games, guys. But if you're willing to do it, I know a lot of guys that are like, once basketball's out, like I need a break before football. I, that's all right. Give me, uh, give me baseball, Dane. I, I'm. It's starting to hit me now. I'm going. Wow, it's it's here, man. Yankee baseball. It's it's back, man. It is back. It certainly is. You mentioned the Yankees. Hopefully they can make it through spring training without any more injuries. You know, Luis Severino, it looks like, getting shut yeah. down. We already heard about Paxton and his mm-hmm. back. So, you know, everybody thinks that they're like a fait accompli to win 100 games and win this division. Not if three-fifths of their starting rotation is out of there. I'll tell you that. The other thing fans are getting ready to do is to start heckling the Astros. We saw yep. a guy bagging garbage cans behind batting practice, signs getting taken away and I think you may have heard on the network Joe I'm starting a hashtag buzz Altuve campaign where I'm gonna get dozens of buzzers you can get them on Amazon just hand them out to fans and trust that something amazing will happen come Altuve's first at bat I got a website we got people I'm trying to rally the campaign I'm gonna get a kickstarter that people buy 
dozens and dozens of buzzers to rain down on Altuve all year long. <laughs> How the Astros respond to this will be interesting. If the Yankees can stay healthy will be interesting as well. And then you talk about Madison Bumgarner rodeoing, you know, riding bulls. How come this didn't work out with Yoannis Cespedes, Joe? Like, yeah, wasn't he well, just playing with animals also? And, like, for Mad Bum, it's like, yeah, he's a good old country buck, whatever. Yes. Cespedes, yes. though, is like a bumble pool. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, wild boar a little bit, di- <laughs> a little sure. bit different. I mean, I bull just... riding, though, Joe, the rodeo, that ain't easy. There's in, I... you, That's not in his contract? He doesn't have a clause that he shouldn't be riding a bull in his contract? Well, he he had gotten memory got messed up for was it a motorcycle, a dirt bike accident uh, years back too, where it's like, dude, you right? What are you doing on dirt bikes? Like, what are you racing dirt? Like, this guy is just. But you know what? At this point in his career, it's like this is who he has always been. You know, yeah. outside of the dirt bike accident, it's it is what he was. And from what I understand, and all the stories written about him, is that Bumgard is truly a, a country guy. Like he is oh, somebody yeah. who. Oh, yeah, he's in the backwoods with his axe, you know, like Paul Bunyan, I'm telling you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he'd go, like, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, like, Montana. He'd be the Unabomber kind of guy, like, build a little shed out. He'd have no problem living off the land. That's just who he is. And, listen, it's worked great for him to this point. If I'm the Arizona Diamondbacks, I got to get a little used to Madison Bumgarner because he's not not necessarily the guy everyone might think he is. But as long as he wins games in Arizona, he's going to be uh, just fine. But you've got you mentioned the the Altuve's and a buzz first game over the weekend on Saturday. It was a Astros home game and the booze, man, came came raining down, man. So and if that's your home game and there are a lot of Astros fans in town, too, guys, this is going to wear on them all season long, Joe. This is going to wear on them all season long. It was funny. the, The conversation was brought up where. If I'm the Astros, and what I would love is I would love the Astros. You're already the villain, Dane, right? Like, there's no way around it, guys. You are right. the villain. Embrace, Embrace it. That's the right. Villain, man. Wear the black I'm talking hat. That's right. Flips. I'm talking. I yep. mean, that's the way to go. It. And from what I understand, the guys, the makeup of this team, most of these guys, that's kind of who they are anyway. And there really isn't a lot of remorse behind the scenes. No. If they, they embrace don't give a damn. the villain, Dane, they got their be World Series ring. Television. 162 yeah. games of must watch television for Altuve to take his shirt off on one right. game winning home run or game hit this year. I would just be like, bravo, Astros, bravo, man. I. That is one way they could do it. And I think I really uh, Correa, Correa is showing it, right? He's coming out yeah. there telling yeah. Bellinger he needs to shut the F up if he doesn't know the facts. Like, you're right, Joe. You know how I say in baseball going into the trade deadlines, teams have to look themselves in the mirror and know who they are? Well, the Astros have to do it this way. They can try to be like, oh, we, you know, we apologize, blah, blah. Players, teams, the fans, they ain't trying to hear it. So be like a WWF bad guy and embrace it. Embrace it. Be great for Major League Baseball. Must watch television. Altuve ripping the jersey off. First game winning hit. I can see that. Uh, We'll we'll talk some betting spring training baseball if you're so inclined. We'll do that coming up next year on The Crib. (laughs) DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Villains and Astros embrace the villain. All right, give us baseball fans our diehards. Give us something to root for. Go with it, man. Just backflip it, man. Destroy teams. No mercy. Go scorched earth on everybody yeah. in Major League Baseball. I would love it. Part of me would just be like, listen, as long as you lose to the Yankees, we're good. But I just scorch earth it, Dane. It would be. What a story that would be come All-Star break, right? If they're like, if they're in first place, they're the best, right. they got the best record in baseball, oh, and they're just sticking it in everybody's face. I, I can't wait, man. And again, that core of guys, you know, we don't like them for a reason, Dan. It's because they right. don't look like they're very remorseful about anything. So I'm embrace it, man. It'll be amazing this year. So let me ask you something else. Yes, I agree with everything you're saying, Joe. They should come out. We'll see what fans do. We'll see what, like, I want to see what, like, um, in stadiums, what the public address announcer does, right? Like, they can play any song. Like, the same way Bavona's playing songs, right? Mm -hmm. Couldn't the public address announcer, like, one guy on social media hit me up with, um, I think it was Ace of Bass, I Saw the Sign, <laughs> and it opened. It's a like, classic, like, you just play that every time they come oh. up for every single Astro? Couldn't you, you know, like, there's so many things that can be done, and they're going to be going through it, but they have to know who they are and embrace it. I think that would be the way to go. We'll see how it goes the other thing i'm intrigued and i know we'll get to preseason baseball and win totals out west but joe any update i heard that the commissioner's office was going to talk about the results of the boston red sox mm. investigation this week as well and one of the things you said joe was like you know manfred you know he knows what he's got to protect right yep. as in his role but i haven't heard anything about the boston uh investigation that shoe is going to drop at some point also yep. and then they're going to have you know like another crack at the pr of it all with egg on their face we haven't heard yeah. much about the red sox investigation the only Joe. difference is though will be we're already full into spring training has begun so now that baseball is being played this will no doubt come out as a new stump at four o'clock on friday yep. or something yep. along those lines guys and it won't really be a story because we're too busy talking about which guys hurt Whose teams are, like we're in baseball mode now. The games are being played. So Rob Manfred weathered the storm. The Astros were the villains. They're going to embrace that villain. To me, the only way you win fans back, and there is a significant portion of, of people who listen, right or wrong, don't they don't care one way or another. But if you embrace that villain role, there's a lot of people like Dane Wrestling, you're a big wrestling guy. Sure. The villains have yeah. more fans. That's They're right. the heroes, guys. That's and right. I could I could see them turning the tables here because they're certainly talented enough. If they embrace it and don't let it get under their skin, if everything is a fight and they're okay with that, I, it could be this could be one of the best major league baseball seasons we've seen in a long time, man. 
they have already demonstrated that they are bad at going yeah. the remorseful route. You know what I mean? They don't know what to really say when yeah. the microphone's in front of them if they're going that route. Yep. So they only have one option left to them, and that's to pretty much embrace it and go the way you're saying. And I've seen some of them do that. Like, you know, when Jim Crane is like, I don't know if it would have had an impact or not on competitive balance. When Altuve's like, Bellinger needs to shut the hell up because he doesn't know the facts. You know, that sort of stuff. That's the other way they can go. And remember, there is still litigation out there, Joe, right? Yeah. Bolsinger and others. So they have to be very careful with their words mm -hmm. when people yep. put a microphone in front of them. They, but it's going to be interesting to say, it, I'm telling you. Yep. I'm still looking yep. at A's and the Angels, Joe. I'm still looking at the A's and the Angels. I know you think they could, and they're talented enough. I'm still taking the under on, I believe it's 94, 95 wins. And yep. I'm looking to see if Oakland or if the Anaheim Angels of, uh, or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim can get rolling and uh, start to scare those Astros. I, I think they got one shot at doing this right. And if they embrace who they are in that identity, and they realized there's probably nothing, Dane, that they could do from an apology tour, even if they went right. and, and wrote that apology letters in that 162 games. That's gone. They, they can't win it back. So you got nothing to lose. If you embrace it as opposed to trying to fight it, That's um, right. then it's going to be a lot of fun watching the Houston Astros uh, play this year. Uh, did want to get to some of these uh, spring training numbers in case you guys are so inclined to... Uh, want to bet it. And yes, there are a lot of people who bet yes. baseball in spring Same training Same as preseason football. Yeah, I'm not one of them, but there are definitely some people who enjoy it and do it. There's a way to go about it. But I did want to also mention uh, quickly about the XFL had uh, week three in the books here, yeah. Dane. And I thought what happened yesterday might be the best thing to happen to the XFL through three weeks, guys. And that was the D.C. Defenders um, laying eight against the Wildcats over there and the Wildcats running them over 39 to nine. And, and here's why. First of all, most people did not look at the Wildcats as a team that A, would ever right. be able to hold a team, especially D.C. to nine. But the fact that they hit the over and the Wildcats won a game. And I think it's important from the standpoint of you need to be able to demonstrate in this league, Dane, for us to be able to take it seriously. Teams can grow and teams can get better. The coaching can get better. The, sure. the, what we saw in week one is not week three. Week three is not going to be week. Like you need, there have to be teams here that can't just be both ends of the spectrum. Nobody's right. going to beat them. Everybody's going to beat them. You've got to have games like you had yesterday. That, that upset and upset of the year, really, in this league. Um, I, I thought that was the yeah. best thing that happened at the XFL is that as fans, we can actually look and say, well, eight and a half point dog. I didn't see that coming. You need more of that. We keep getting that and teams getting better. This league is going to be okay. Dang. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of parity, right. On some level mm -hmm. that we can believe in makes sense. Remember yeah. also, Joe, 
This was the team that fired Pepper Johnson as yes. their defensive coordinator, right? Exactly. So maybe they knew something, right? Because yep. the defense of the Wildcats certainly looked better against Cardell Jones. I also, you know, it was very, I got it by the skin of my teeth with a hook, but I was mm-hmm. fading the other undefeated team uh, yep. this weekend, the Houston Roughnecks against Tampa Bay, because, you know, it was their first road game and it was Tampa's mm-hmm. first home game. Uh, Tampa was a team that early in the season were one of the favorites to win it all, and they had yep. given given up defensive touchdowns um, in both of their games, Tampa. So I thought yep. the seven and a half was just too money, too many. I thought it was the week to start to fade these big teams. I said it um, early or late last week, Joe, after you were gone and with the hook, I got it with Tampa Bay over Houston. And of course, the same thing happened, fading the undefeated D.C. defenders. It's going to be interesting. Now you want to see, right, you don't have a team running away with it. You don't right. have just a piss team that's such an also ran although i think the new york guardians are not going to be able to score many points from here on out but now it's starting to come into focus a little bit more joe and i think you're right you know the other part though greg olsen is still in the booth he got signed by the seattle seahawks um last week but he's still covering the game the xfl games really uh becoming a jack of all trades getting ready for uh that career after his career whenever it's done in the nfl And I love the fact that there were a couple of narratives coming out in the XFL so far this year, guys. And and one of the narratives were um, there's a big difference between home and away. And some teams haven't done very good at all on the road, but maybe getting home might help them out. But I can tell you this. It is great to see the people of St. Louis embrace um, this team. And that crowd, that stadium, guys, was they love football in St. Louis. We seem to forget that. Like these fans, right. these football fans in St. Louis got hosed, guys, got absolutely hosed. Rams Everything they them. did for the Rams and then boof, you're gone. I mean, you don't get me wrong. It's a hockey and baseball town, but there's a significant portion of St. Louis, that fan base that loves football, that right. I, this is a great team to get behind too, because you know what, Dane? They're not flashy. They're not. This is a tough-nosed football team that is... It gets a big fan base, and you're selling, what was it, 20, 28,000 fans 28, turned up yeah. in St. Louis. That's crazy, Dane. That's absolute, That's more than Charger games. Like, are you serious? Yeah, I think the Wildcats in L.A. outdrew the Chargers in L.A. Yep. as well for both of yep. their own games. At least they don't have to go to the silent count at home. And also it. Battlehawks, you know, I was going to be interested in this, Joe, especially, you know, how we have the new kickoff rules in the XFL. Well, yesterday was the first ever kickoff return for a touchdown in touchdown, the XFL. Yep. It was the St. Louis team against New York. But you notice they did a little end around reverse in order to do that. I was wondering if we'd have any experience explosive kickoff returns with the new rule with the ten, two teams just lined up opposite each other and they got it done. It took a little creativity, but we have our first ever kickoff return for a touchdown here in the new XFL as well. And that's growth. To me, that's growth with this league. You're finding teams. Hell, even Tampa guys. Yes, they're all in three Mark Trestman. That were Tampa better. Bay they were team better. that showed up is a million times better than what we saw the first couple of weeks. At and home. they were home. At uh, home. Every, every one of these teams, with the exception of the Guardians, who might be the train wreck, they might be the Browns of this league. They're just an absolute train wreck, which is okay to have one of those. As long as you don't have four of those in right. a startup league. Yes, 0-3 to Vipers, I get it. But that Vipers team is a hell of a lot better than their record well. indicates they are. And I think we're going to start, like Houston, 
Great record. They're winning. They're not nearly as good. That defense is going to be a liability down the road. There are right. there are definitely storylines in the XFL that are in the league's favor, Dane, that I think is yeah. going to be it's going to be Listen. a lot of fun to watch it. And we're not like you said, we're getting special teams touchdowns out. We're getting right. offenses. Johnson Starting is now. We're seeing the Josh. point conversion happen a few times exactly. now as well. Exactly. You know, so people are yep. starting to get their feet wet in this league. Week four, Tampa Bay again at home, hosting the D.C. Defenders, who were on the road in L.A. last week, now on the road in Tampa. You like? Yeah. Vipers are going to go in three. They're going to get points this weekend. I'm going to yep. take those points. Josh Johnson dropping dimes, too. A lot of XFL. Major League Baseball next. The great sportsprint.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, baseball is here. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll talk a little National League West uh, win totals here. Um, but do want to talk a little bit about spring training and, of course, betting on spring training, which yeah. the betting public does not do. All right. So if uh, if you are new to sports investing, don't worry, you're not really missing out on anything. It's usually uh, the limits are extremely low at books for spring training games. They're not going to let you go in and drop five dimes on a spring training game. So the limits are low and there are a number of sharps who they follow baseball for 162 games. Anyway, they live or die when it comes to handicapping baseball. You'll find that too. A lot of guys that are big basketball and love betting on basketball. They generally, there's so much going on between college and the NBA that by the time June comes, the last thing they want to do is talk about baseball. Some guys I know will only play the first half up to the all-star break. They take the second half of the season. They stop handicapping because it's just too much. They want to get themselves ready for football. Uh, the football season. And that cycle continues. And the ones that do bet in spring training baseball, they are very specific on who they bet and the situations that they go. And mostly because the numbers don't lie, guys. Since 2005, spring training underdogs have won a little over 46% um of the time they have actually won and, and covered 46 percent of the time so regular season underdogs to give you a comparison regular season underdogs if you bet every one of them 42 percent so you're talking about preseason dogs cashing a little bit higher than what you would normally get during the regular season but we've got so much variance in other things right. in these games here dane that that really changes the landscape of it it all comes down to finding the underdogs, right, in situations, Dane, that you take them on the run line, meaning you get a run and a half. They don't bet them okay. on the money line. They bet them on the run line. Why? Because of that variance we just talked about. A team who is a favorite in spring training, guys, 
really probably has no business being a favorite. Uh, right. They're just a favorite because of, hey, their roster looks good. But what it's oh, it's a split squad. There are so there's so much undervaluing going on in Major League Baseball spring training that concentrate if you're going to bet some of these games. You're looking for underdogs and home, by the way, home away doesn't matter in spring training, guys. It's all the same. Uh, right. But the run line, Dane, take the run and a half on some underdogs here this spring training, and you'll see how much it cashes. In fact, I believe spring training run line underdogs, 62%, Dane, since 2005. 62% wow. by taking the dogs on the run line. And in fact, if you if you take them on the road, like let's say you know, you're playing down, the, even though it's down the right, street, right, right. it increases to about 65%. Even though there's not a real big difference between playing in Jupiter and playing in West Palm, right. you know, it, the truth is the numbers don't lie. Take the run and a half and back some of these away dogs and watch how, watch go cha-ching, Dane. And they've been doing it now since 2005, guys, and they're profiting. So there is an edge to be had on the run line in spring training with underdogs. That makes sense, all things being equal. You know the other thing that can happen in spring training, Joe, that does not happen in the regular season? Games can end in a tie in spring yes. training, Joe. Okay, and so for me, even if that happens like 1% of the time, that's there's mm -hmm. your difference of money line and taking the run line as Correct. well, right? Games, they're just like, all right, forget this. We're going home because I'm not throwing this guy an extra couple of innings. We don't need the yeah. extra at-bats. we got to get back on a bus, you know, somewhere. So that's so just true. another important note on the difference between spring training. And I would think also, Joe, when we get into like these split squad games, you know, mm -hmm. you can see a lot of the times a team will have like their A team go one place and their B team right. go another place. Check the Correct. beat reporters, check when the lineups and the rosters come out when they start yep. splitting squads and playing. Because you may get a, a chance, Joe, where I'm bringing yep. my starters to come see you and you're playing, you're running your B team yep. out there. Okay, so that's another thing to watch. But I like that. Yep. Give me a run and a half with everything 65%. else being equal on spring training. Sure enough, Joe. I mean, you know, we're if we're talking about a, a you know a situation, yeah. here, guys, where spring training sixty-five percent since two thousand five. That's that's a winning proposition, Listen, guys. Joe, so. any trend that has a six in front of it, I'm taking. Whether it's sixty-one or sixty-eight, if it's over sixty percent, it deserves a second look here, and that's what we're here to give you on the early yeah. line here on Sports Grid. And it makes sense. Um, right. And you're gonna have a lot of those games here, uh, even today and and all throughout the week. Sure. Just look on a couple. You want to throw a couple of bucks down? Take a look at some of these teams on the road, on the run line, who are underdogs, and uh, just see this week how many of them uh, cash today, and how much money you today, put in. Today, you know, today the Mets are plus 105 mm -hmm. at Washington. Today, um, the Orioles are plus 125, and that's just straight up. That's the money line. So you'll get a run right. and a half if you want for that side if you want them to. Love it. I love things that absolutely make sense. Now, of course, we got to try to figure out National League West. Is anybody going to beat the Dodgers? No. Oh. All right, let's just get that out of the way. It's not going to happen. Dodgers are going to win the West. The only question is how many are they going to win by? Uh, when you look at what? The season win total here, Dane, we got to 100, 100 and a half here. Um, you know, to me, it's an over situation again, even though I don't think there's any value in it. Would I be shocked if they win less than 100? I'd be a little, I'd be a little shocked. Um, but not so much so that I'd be like, because again, at 
come come August and September, Dane, when they already have it clinched. You know what I right. mean? I, I how much are they? Gas pedal. A, you know, so that would be my fear. But the Dodgers, they should they should win over 100 games this year. I agree with you, uh, but that's the same thing as we talked about with the Yankees, Joe. Mm-hmm. That number is just too high for me to want to bet it. Do I think right. the Dodgers and the Yankees will win 100 games? Yes, I do, mm-hmm. but there's no value there, okay? I personally, Joe, I think the Diamondbacks and the Padres are both very interesting. One of mm-hmm. them is going to be is going to have mid 80s and wins be playing kind of wild card meaningful games in September. I don't I'm not sure which one with for me with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Joe, I believe listen, they got Madison Bumgarner, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in this kid Zach Gallen to continue yep. to develop a full season of Robbie Ray. A guy like Mike Leak is an innings eater. Um so for me, I trust a little bit in what the Arizona Diamondbacks have done pitching wise. Mm-hmm. And then with San Diego, you know, we joke with Niffin because I, I hit that over bet last year, Joe. They, they, they're improved. I think they're still – they could still be a year away. But listen, yep. a full season of Tatis Jr. Under the radar trades to get a guy like Tommy Pham at the top of that lineup. And then pitching-wise, listen, we like the kid yep. Paddock last year. I think a full season of Denilson Lament is going to be mm-hmm. big. I think both of those teams – like, for example, I think they're better than, like, the also-rans of the Central. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, and, and But if I'm going to actually make a bet, Joe, I'm going to look towards the bottom of the division, all right? Because I do think the Dodgers are good. I do think, you know, Arizona and San Diego will be there. I'm looking at Colorado at the 72-and-a-half and the Giants in the mid-60s, and I may go under with them. I don't know. The Giants are old to me. They don't have much to play for. They may be a team that sells veterans at the trading deadline as well and just lets it be a full-on youth movement. I'd be interested in the under with the San Francisco Giants and the Colorado Rockies and Nolan Arenado. They got to figure out whatever it is they're doing. It sounds like something's fishy in Colorado. It could go left there as well. Mm. Yeah, it's San Diego to me, I think, is the is going to be the most improved sure. team this year out of that division. I do like Zach Davies coming over to kind of bolster that rotation, give a little veteran leadership there. Sure. They're going to be able to hit. Adding Tommy Pham, uh, yeah. Trent Grisham, guys that have been in the league before. This is, you know, it was a lot of youth on that team last and year. which would take a huge step, and, too. And Machado's coming back for a second yeah. year in the city now. A little more comfort, uh, a little yeah. more... Uh, stability, I think, within the organization. And they added some nice pieces. So can they win more than 82 and a half games? Absolutely. I do think there's some value on the over with San Diego. Arizona, though, to to your point, Dan, you can't sleep on. You you can't sleep on a team that just brought in Madison Bumgarner, Cole Calhoun, Stephen Voigt. They brought in Hector Randone, Junior Guerrero. They 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 spent money. I mean, what for a for a division that everyone's handing to the Dodgers? You know, the Arizona Diamondbacks went out and spent cash. And San Falling Diego, okay. they were okay. in the Mookie bets. They were in yeah. the Mookie bets business, guys. They were making yeah. offers. So both those teams really are making a uh, are making a run. Uh, maybe not to catch the Dodgers, but certainly the wild card is in play. I don't know how you can trust the Rockies. Um, you know, are we trading Arenado or not? Right. It already seems like there's dissension going on in there. Can't trust the bullpen. Can't trust the starting pitching. 
um, they're a mess. And the Giants are on reset. So um, do I see the Giants? They are not going to be a 500 winning team this year, are they not? I just no, I the don't Giants, see. The Giants are going to be an also-ran. I think the Giants, the, the Pirates in the Central, the Marlins in the East, those are your cellar dwellers, in my opinion. Let me ask it to you this way, though, Joe. You know, I think we all believe in the Dodgers. Would you lay like plus 250? I see between two to one, three to one for the Dodgers to win the NL pennant. Do you believe teams out east, whether depend on who you like, whether it's Atlanta, the Mets, the Phillies, the Nats, or the Cubs or the Cardinals in the central? Are the Dodgers that much the class of the entire NL? Is the real yes, yes, and they got a burning desire. To get over that hump, so I think too much talent. I think with the Dodgers, uh, even Mike's gonna have a great year to watch. Yes, I agree. Yep, yep. There's um, do or yeah. die now, Dodgers. No more excuses. So. Right. Talk our favorite plays of the day next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back in here. Loaded card tonight. Uh, important games, in fact, in both uh, college basketball and the uh, the NBA. As now we are on the stretch run for the NBA. It's a uh, tank of Palooza in some people's eyes that some of these teams uh, are not there. They're going to be playing from this point on, Dan, in the NBA for ping pong balls, while yep. others are going to not throw in the towel. They're going to. Outside of the few upper echelon teams, including the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, I think including the Toronto Raptors here, you, you can't sleep on them. Uh, outside of the top two or three in each conference, there's a lot of jockeying for position going on right now and will. And I don't think anybody's throwing into towel in New Orleans. I think they're making a, uh, a push. I think Memphis also going to make a push. And I can tell you tonight, you got 13 college basketball games. There, a couple are really important there for the big bubble ones, yeah. teams, and then you got eight NBA games tonight, where that'll include teams like yeah Memphis going at it here tonight, Dane, in a situation where um, guess what Memphis, you know this is we know what New Orleans is doing. New Orleans has already announced that hey guys, we're They're we're coming for, for that number eight seed. We're we're not going to be backing down. So there is a uh, there is an opportunity for. To take advantage if Memphis kind of starts to roll back the other way. And it's a big game tonight for them uh, taking on the uh, the Clippers in L.A. at the Staples Center. There, This is going to be a tough situation, man. And I, I love John Moran. I love what Memphis has done. Uh, but they've got to, if you're going to signify, if you're going to go out and win the eighth seed, right, you're going to make the player. you got to prove you can win a game like this. No. You do. Um, so let's see if they can do it tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what it's going to come down to. And and I was on Memphis uh, late last week. They did not get it done. I've been on this John Morant team. But here's the thing, Joe. I, there's other teams that can slide. 
It, yeah. Would it be possible for New Orleans and Memphis to make it? You know, Dallas is banged up a little bit, right? You, um, you know, uh, Doncic and KP missed the game over the weekend. Will the Oklahoma City Thunder hang in? Like, we've been saying that how well they've been playing, but will they be able to hang in? We also think Portland is live to make a run. So the bottom of that right. Western Conference, I think, is going to be very interesting. Everyone below... I'll say Utah. I think the first five are definitely in between Oklahoma City and Dallas. If they fall, you got Memphis, you got Portland, and you have the Pelicans surging as well. Your shift should be coming back for the Trailblazers pretty soon as Mm -hmm. well. So the bottom of the West is going to be very interesting. We believe in these teams, but they're all right around 500, right, Joe? So on any given night, who knows what happens? Yeah, and uh, I mean, Milwaukee, guys, first, I believe – um, it was a record. They were the first to be able to clinch a playoff clinched. spot this early in the season. Fastest team, by the way, in the NBA history to actually secure themselves a postseason berth. They have been just absolutely on fire. 48 and 8, guys. What can you say about what this team is? They are, we know, Pennsylvania, number one seed in the East. I think we've all kind of accepted that fact. Yep. Um, they know how to pace themselves. They got depth there. They've remained healthy for the most part. And now it's just a matter of, okay, Giannis, and this is, I think this is the reality of Giannis here, guys. Tonight, they've got a game now, what, on a back-to-back, right? They got a game that they should easily win here tonight against the Washington Wizards. Also on a back-to-back, who Bradley Beal drops 53 yesterday, and they still lose to the lowly Chicago Bulls. Now you got the Bucks in town, so it's a tricky spot, double digits, but I'm not betting against the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks getting the job yeah. done. I mean, like, hell, I don't care that it's on the road. They'll win this game, and that's the real tricky part this time of year. You're, you're laying 12 points, 12 and a half points here, guys. Uh, Milwaukee's going to decide how much they want to win this game by. Right. And that's really up to them. The total's going to be up there because we know Washington, if nothing else, can score some points. They don't play a lot of defense. But Bradley Beal just dropped 53. How many is he going to drop tonight if he even plays tonight? So... To me, this is Milwaukee. This is one of these classic situations we're going to have from here until the end where some of these teams are going to be able to dictate what they win by. If they really feel like taking it to them on a back-to-back, then they can win by 20. If they don't care, they can win by eight. It's a tough spot. Yeah, I don't know. Because of that and because of that variance, especially at the end of the year, we do not know how how deep on the gas pedal the Bucks will be or how much how many fourth quarters Giannis will play in, you know, as they try to manage his reps as we get into April and May. Joe, I'm looking we just talked about kind of the bottom of the playoffs in the West. I'm looking at a big game tonight at the bottom of the playoffs in the East that's taking mm. place in Brooklyn here yep. uh, tonight. Brooklyn Nets welcome the Orlando Magic. They are the current mm-hmm. seven and eight seed. Yep. Listen, Joe I think the Nets are better without Kyrie Irving. I've been touting the praise of Spencer Dinwiddie all season long. Him and Levert, they'll be there. This game is in Brooklyn. The spread is only two and a half or three. I think Brooklyn can cover that number. I like the Brooklyn Nets tonight. I'll lay three points at the Barclays Center against the Magic. Magic are two and ten against the number in their last twelve overall. The favorite in this series nine three and one in the last thirteen meetings. I don't see how anybody could back uh, Orlando in this spot. Although it is Brooklyn and they've uh, tend to been a little inconsistent here this They're year, but I think now Kyrie. that they know, 
Yeah, now that they know he's not over the shoulder and he's pretty That's much right. probably going to be done, it might get Watch a little more Whitty solidifying. Uh, Magic only averaging about 104 points on the road this year uh, per game. So against a Nets offense that is much better at home than they at are home. on the road, I think there's some value in that game as well. And, you know, just to prove the point, by the way, guys, with Milwaukee picking how many they want to win by, the last time these two played, which uh, I believe was last month, the Wizards dropped 131 points on the Milwaukee Bucks and still lost by 20, Oof. by 20, and Oof. they scored 131 points. So that's going to be the real challenge with a lot of these teams. Like, listen, Houston Rockets tonight, too, at home against the uh, New York Knicks, right? Now, mm -hmm. the Knicks, for some reason, it's amazing. They're 9-4-1 against the number in their last 14 games overall. The Knicks have been very profitable because the market has undervalued them here. Road team, 11-2 and two against the uh, a spread in the last 13 meetings between these two teams. So Knicks getting 14, 14 and a half points. Dare I say the Knicks are the value play here tonight. I mean, you could say it. You say it all you want, Joe. It doesn't mean I'm going to bet it. It doesn't mean I'm going to bet it. I hear what you're doing, okay? And I'm not mad at you. But these Houston Rockets, like, I'm, I'm scared of them, Joe. I'm mm -hmm. scared of them these days uh, with their new shoving all in on the small ball. I got one other play. Let's go to college real quick, Joe. Go you ahead. know, we talk about who's good at home, who's not. You know who's really good at home, Joe? The Florida State Seminoles. They are so good at home that there is a zero next to their number in the loss column. And I know Louisville's coming in. This is a big-time ACC matchup, top of the conference. I'm going to lean with this home team. Two points, two and a half points is not enough for me to pay attention to the spread. Yeah. I've seen Florida State. They even were without their leading scorer because of some, like, disciplinary action a couple of times mm -hmm. the last few yep. weeks. He'll be back. I like Florida State to keep it going on at home today against Louisville. Going to be a, a tough game, guys. There is a little revenge uh, on the ice for be. Louisville. They lost uh, at home to this Florida State team back in January, early January, 78 to 65. Um, I do like the over in this. Total is set okay. at 140, 141. And both of these teams have been very profitable this year to the over. I could see this game getting to be, um, you know, a situation where they're trading back and forth for most of it. Overtime is not out of the question, I think, at all in this game here tonight. I think it's going to be a war of two ACC teams trying to jockey for position. And uh, another, tricky, another tricky game in the Big 12 here tonight between West Virginia and, T and Texas here, guys. Uh, West Virginia just been in a tailspin, guys. It's, this is a team a lot of us thought were going to be much we're really yeah. going to be able to kind of wipe the floor down the stretch here. They've lost three of their last four, including a 67-60 loss to TCU as a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the weekend. Texas and Shaka Smarts put it together. They've won two straight. They upset Kansas State as a five-and-a-half-point mm. dog. It's kind That's of these two teams trending in the different directions right now. I don't know, Dane. I, I don't know that I trust West Virginia at this point in this current form, what say you? 
Listen, I think at this point in time, that's what you just mentioned, current form, okay? Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing to start looking at. The committee even looks at that, right? Like the last 10 games that they play. Yes, I think, like you said, if Longhorns and Shaka Smart are rounding into form and we know that West Virginia is going the other way, I'm sorry, Venmo Brian, but we may have to bet against your squad tonight. Yeah, and I can tell you this, that they did play earlier this year. It was a 97-59 victory for West Virginia. They kind of waxed the floor, but that was in Morgantown. Um, Hmm. This one's in Austin. So this is at UT here tonight. The total, interesting enough, has also risen from 125 to 127. And West Virginia, 20-7 and to the under this year. Texas, 15-12 and to the under. Um, the market's pushing it up, Dane. I, I tend to lean under in this spot in this game. All right. Interesting. I mean, there's no reason for me to not believe you. Mm-hmm. My other question, though, Joe, do you think the new number one team in the country has enough to cover a big number back at Allen Fieldhouse yeah, against uh, yeah. your Cowboys? Yeah. Right, Joe? I know. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's absolutely number, but... awful. I can't figure them out. And every time I've bet. Oklahoma State this year, they've cost yeah. me money. Every time I fade them, they cost me money. <laughs> so, I, like, I don't know, but so there's a stay point, away for you. It's huge game tonight because this is the kind of game that you Kansas. You need to see, you need to keep your eye on the on the uh, on what's happening here. You can't beat Baylor on the road in Waco on and then, and then all of a sudden now and lay an egg at home to Oklahoma State. So they'll win. The question is by how much. So right. uh, I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. You're going to Brooklyn Nets. Yep. All That's right. for and me. And then uh, I think we're going to go uh, over in Louisville, Florida State as well. So That's good. Enjoy, guys. Best of luck. Morning after this next. We'll be back tomorrow breaking it all down for you. Good luck tonight. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.